Healthy skin doesn't only make you look good. It turns out it can also be a predictor of everything from bone density to the risk of developing Alzheimer's or dying from heart disease, the BBC reports. This is Postcheck. I'm Carmen Pon. Republican National Committee Chair Rona McDaniel said Thursday that the GOP is unlikely to win in 2024 if it can't communicate effectively on abortion. Democrats in 2022 framed anti-abortion restrictions as a healthcare and women's rights issue, helping them win close races in swing states across the country. In the first GOP presidential primary debate Wednesday, anti-abortion measures were one of the dominant discussion points. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's office is withholding the release of records that state agencies are providing to consultants who are conducting an independent review of the state's handling of COVID-19. The governor's office took the unusual step of responding on behalf of multiple state agencies, ranging from the Department of Health to the Motor Vehicle Commission, after Politico sent public records requests seeking completed questionnaires sent to the companies conducting Murphy's long-promised COVID-19 postmortem. And the Biden administration is set to announce the first 10 prescription drugs selected for historic Medicare price negotiations under the Inflation Reduction Act. Political White House correspondent Adam Prankrin is here to explain. Hey, Carmen, anytime. Happy to be here. So you and David got a big scoop that I know all the pharma industry has been watching for when the Biden administration would release the list of the first drugs selected for the first ever Medicare price negotiations. So a lot of firsts there. Talk to me a bit about the timing of this announcement. Yeah, so you're right. This has been a long time. It's been more than a year since Inflation Reduction Act passed, which authorized these price negotiations for the first time ever. In that time, the health department has been kind of working to, one, construct this system for doing the negotiations over the next few years. And then they also have to select these first 10 drugs based on some very kind of specific and complex criteria. So they faced a September 1st deadline for getting all of that done. We are coming up on it now. And this is going to be a rollout that the Biden administration thinks is worth really spotlighting as a major element of Joe Biden's agenda. So on Tuesday, we're expecting to see those first 10 drugs disclosed. And then that will roll right into a White House event where the president is expected to tout this as a major milestone. And obviously, we won't know the list until Tuesday. But what is the expectations? What drugs do you expect, based on your reporting, to end up on that list? Based on the criteria, there's actually only a small group of drugs that would qualify here. And so, you know, while we don't know the exact ones, you can kind of get a sense of, you know, what to look out for. These are going to be drugs that, one, are pretty widely prescribed, two, are expensive, and three, don't really have any kind of competition. So there's no generic medicines to force companies to rein in those prices, right? So we're looking at popular blood thinners, diabetes medicines, cancer drugs, the kinds of things that are necessary and life-saving for people, but are also costing the government billions of dollars a year. And so the goal here is to constrain those prices a bit, bring them a little bit more under control. So as you said, this will be a big moment for the Biden administration, and it's coming just a bit over a year before the presidential elections. How do you expect this to be used by the Biden campaign to try to get him reelected? Yeah, this fits into the broader Bidenomics umbrella that 
the White House is trying to push right now, this idea that everything that the president is trying to accomplish feeds into one, lowering consumer costs, right, fighting inflation by lowering expenses for people, and secondly, boosting the economy overall. And so what I would expect Biden to really kind of try to push here is that these negotiations, one, will lower the price that people have to pay for their drugs, right, a very popular issue. And then secondly, that with those savings, that will be a counter to inflation or concerns, expenses elsewhere. And so by making progress on healthcare, people can kind of make progress on all of their daily expenses. That's kind of the broader goal that feeds into this kind of economic policy platform that Biden is running for re-election on next year. But there could be some roadblocks, right? There are already seven lawsuits filed in federal courts by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and major drug companies, and they contend that the negotiation program is unconstitutional. Does it mean that this whole initiative that you just talked about the importance of could actually be killed in court? That's certainly a possibility. And it's something that Democrats are really, you know, it's kind of the lingering concern that they have. We're going to be waiting. These negotiations are going to take a couple years, take a few years. And so the legal aspect is going to have to play out over that time as well. Now, you talk to any Democrats and they say, you know, the claims that the drug industry, one, were long expected. They didn't expect this to happen without a fight. And two, that they feel like they don't really hold water once they go to court. That said, I mean, who knows what happens? We've seen so many big court cases and decisions that have changed the course of healthcare over the past few years. This could certainly be one of them. We're going to have to see how that plays out as it makes its way through the court system over the next couple of years. And just going back to the significance of this moment that we're expecting next week, how might this initial selection of drugs for Medicare price negotiations impact the future of the prescription drug pricing reform? I mean, this makes it real. Putting the specific drugs out there makes a concept that we've been talking about for decades now. And on the one hand, there's been a lot of work that's gone into this, right? Democrats have made the center of their healthcare platform and priorities for a long time on the belief that it would ultimately lower drugs essentially across the board. Now we're taking that and we're going to actually try to do it and we're going to see what happens. And part of this is a little bit of the unknown. We're not sure how exactly the industry is going to react overall. We're not sure how consumers are going to react overall. And so part of this is kind of saying, you know, we've talked about this forever and ever. Now we're going to find out how it actually works. And that's the exciting part. And that's also kind of the uncertainty, the scary part. Indeed. Fascinating. We're looking forward to see what happens next week. And then in the years after that, thank you so much for talking to me about it, Adam. Thank you. Anytime. And before you go, Pulse Check is taking a short break. We'll be off next week, but back on Tuesday, September 5th, after Labor Day. Have a great week and talk with you soon. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Carmen Pond. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.